Welcome to Finding Holiness, where we delve into timeless Torah wisdom, revealing the sacred in everyday moments. Join us on a journey to elevate your spirituality and discover holiness in every aspect of life. I'm your host, Rabbi David Kadosh, and together, let's embark on a path of spiritual exploration. I hope you enjoy this next episode. All right, Erev Tov, everybody. Um, <clears throat> we're continuing the Hakdama of the Hafez Chaim and Yechod Lashon Ara. Um, we have, uh, want to dedicate today's uh, Shi'ur in memory of Abraham Toreli, Zichonoi Bracha, his, his uh, Nachala, his yard site was uh, today. Following Arvit, uh, some of his family brought some... Uh, some pastries behind so we could say a bracha. Amen. <clears throat> okay, so other reasons why he explains the Hafez Chaim, why this Avera is so widespread. Ulvadze, <coughs> besides from all we've, we've said already, and again, if you're, not, if you're listening to this for the first time, you want to catch up, you can go listen to the recordings I posted. But besides this, Chasera le'arbea nashim yediabe inyun isur, Many people lack an understanding about what Lashonara is and how and why accepting it is so bad. Because the prohibition is even if you just believe in one heart, the information that you heard, even if you didn't repeat it, but you believe it, that's also a prohibition. Because even when negative information is relayed, to the listener, he may only suspect that the information is true, okay, but he may not, um, he may not accept it as fact. There are many similar aspects concerning accepting lashonara and rechilut that people are unaware of. Which we don't, we're not going to elaborate here. And people don't know how to rectify the matter. In the event that they already violated the prohibitions of speaking Lashonara or accepting it. And for all these reasons, people's knowledge and awareness of Lashonara um, has been completely de- deteriorated. Because of all these misconceptions, man has become accustomed to say whatever he wants, whatever comes out of his mouth, he feels it's fair game. And he doesn't first consider what he's saying. Whether or not this fits in the category of rechilut or lashonara. We've become so accustomed to this sin. Because of this, people don't even consider it as a, th- as a sin anymore. That's how accustomed we are to this. Even if it's apparent to everyone that what this person is saying is full-fledged, for example, he speaks negatively about his fellow, and disparages him with the worst possible slander. When someone confronts the speaker and asks him, Why did you speak Lashonara? He thinks to himself, 
that this guy who's rebuking him is trying to turn him into a fanatic, into a pious person. And therefore, he will completely reject the rebuker's words. Because he sees, because of our enormous amount of sins, that this matter of Lashon Haram is, uh, has become entirely permissible. And all these reasons <clears throat> are primarily, stem primarily because the issues that pertaining to these Averot have not been collected in a single work. That sets forth all their features and concepts. But it's not that they're not there. They're just spread all around the Rishonim, all around the Gemara. Even though the Rambam, who does codify the laws in the seventh chapter of Yichot Teot, who paved the way in, these, uh, of, in this work. They are very concise. Because the Rishonim generally write in very concise words. When you look at Rashi, you learn Rambam, they just they write very concisely. There are many, many laws that are not addressed in their words. As one who studies this work will see. Therefore, I have gathered all my strength with the, with the help of Hashem who gives wisdom to man. I compiled all the laws of Lashon Ara in a book. And I collected them from the places in Talmud, from the place in the Poskim, specifically from those specific books because they were the ones who enlightened us of this halacha and I also found some other laws in the response of the maharik I divided this work into two parts Aleph Hilchot Isure Lashonara the laws of the prohibition of Lashonara, and Bet, Hilchot Isure Rechilut, the laws of uh, Rechilut, which we're going to see um, uh, what that is. Um, there are many laws of, of, of Rechilut, um, he writes over here, but uh, he, 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 he felt that it was a need to, to consider it and, and, and put it separately. When Hashem will give me the merit, I plan, to add a third section, where I will collect all of these uh, the sayings mentioned in the Zohar and the Midrash regarding this. Because by doing so, we will receive reward in this world and in the next world. To anyone who guards himself from the sin, and great the great punishment incurred to anybody who is transgresses it now knows why. And after that, after I've divided into two books, which he did. Okay, I then divided them into chapters. We call them klalim. And each chapter in many branches or many halachot so that a person can reach them swiftly. 
וכמעט בכל כלל, and almost every section, ציירתי איזה ציורים השייכים לכלל זה, I gave illustrations, which he does. He says, if Reuven says this about Shimon, and he gives you, so that we can visualize it. To give the reader a better understanding on how to implement these laws. I named this work based on the Pasuk. In order that the reader not tire of reading every law with its source, which at times could be very tiring, I divided the work into two parts. The primary inside section, that contains the actual law that emerges from the matter that was clarified. That's called Mekor Chayim. Because the whole reason why a person is able to speak, okay, is the power of the life-giving soul that's in him. Right? That's a Ruach Memalela. is like a, a, when, when HaKadosh Baruch Hu blew into us a, a Neshama. It's a Ruach Memalela. Rashi quotes Unkelus, that we have a living soul that allows us to speak. So he calls it Mekor Chayim because that's the root. And the man became a living spirit. And the section containing the explanation, he calls it That is the well which I drew the, um, the information. Please know, my brother, that even the obvious matters that are mentioned in here, I cited all the sources, so it should be clear to everybody, I think that's very important he tells you over here, because a person could say, okay, yeah, show me, show me if he says that, like, you know, he says, I'm going to show you exactly the source of where, where, where this is an Isur, so not to think that I'm just doing this so you can be extra religious, but when it comes to Lashon Ara, that is, uh, that is not the case. We, we, it is Tzadadin, uh, he says. This is actually dictates of, of, of normative halachic uh, requirements as he, um, as he uh, goes on to, uh, to explain. Okay, how much time we have? We still got some time, actually. I don't know. Uh, yes. We still have some time. Huh? Gossip, yes. Um, Gossip monging, yes, right. Okay, so we, we still got some time because we, uh, we got 18 minutes after Shkia. So he goes on. I read of you, I ask of you the following. That maybe if you find something in this book that at first glance seems incorrect, whether you think because it's just a chumrah, Stringency, or or you you feel that it was elaborated upon unnecessarily, or kitulashon, or too concisely. Don't automatically think that it's a mistake. Until you study the bear ma'im chayim, which we said that's his explanation. And all the other sections that relate to that law. 
Now, this is because if one skips even one relevant section, lo yavin asuro, he will not be able to fully understand the law. Ki kol sa'if sa'if ayanti bo Every single sa'if branch, every halakha of this book, I researched a lot. In consultation with great Torah scholars. Go imagine, the Chafetz Chaim is going to consult. I can imagine who these people were. And I scrutinized everything to ensure that nothing in the Gemara contradicts what I have to say. And on many occasions I studied one topic for several days until I was able to accurately clarify the law. <coughs> I turned to Hashem with hope that the person who, he, who reads and listens to these words and studies all this they will see clearly every word in this book is written with meticulous accuracy. There were times where I could have changed the language, shortening or lengthening, to make it easier for a person. I did not want to deviate from the words of the Rambam or the other poskim that the halacha was based. And anybody that judges me favorably Look what he's talking. If anyone judges me favorably, Hashem will judge him favorably in return. I also made an introduction in which I'm going to set forth all the negative commandments and the positive commandments which are frequently transgressed by anyone who's not careful with this. We find something similar there in the Mishnah. Grant through this work that Yetzara should be smitten. When one sees a terrible turmoil and obstacles, that he can cause with his words. One last piece and then we'll conclude. It's well known what's written in the Midrash in Parashat Naso. If you toil extensively in the study of the words of the Chachamim with one particular sin, Hashem will remove the Yetzer from you with regard to that sin. So I thought to myself, if maybe people are going to study my book, which has been compiled from all the rabbis, and reflect on it, then the Yetzara is not going to have effect, or at least it's not going to be so influential, because you've studied it. If one will just begin to resist this sin, even to a small degree, then with a passage of time he will totally disengage from it. Because this sin is governed by habit. And the Gemara tells us that one who seeks to purify himself, he's granted assistance by heaven. Amen.